The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast, Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Hello and welcome. So glad you could join us today. You're listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. I'm your host, Jeff Smith. You can reach me at 1-866-472-5788. 1-866-472-5788. You can also email me at jeff at voltageleadership.com. My website is www.voltageleadership.com. You can like me on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. Connect with me on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith, Voltage Leadership Consulting. Follow me on Twitter at JMU Jeff. Wow, that's a lot to hear. I'm excited to be with you. Today, I'll be sharing a bit about my background, giving you an overview of a communications tool and thoughts on ways to improve your communication and hopefully improve engagement in your workforce. So why do this? And who are you ta- listening to at this point? So it's a plain name, Jeff Smith. You know, my parents are John and Mary Smith. True story. That's really who they are. They go by Jack and Mary Lynn. And they'll probably pick this up at some point today. So, Mom, Dad, thanks for all you've done for me. And thanks for all that you've done for Doug and myself. You really are great inspirations and great examples of leaders. I am Jeff Smith. So, who is that? Well, there's been about 25 years of operations, HR, and consulting experience. At places like Capital One, Carillion, and then getting to work with Flake's like Newport News Shipyard, Cleveland Clinic, everything from small businesses like a Qualtrics to big businesses like Carolina's Healthcare. It's been a great career. I've been able to learn tons. Undergraduate, I went to James Madison University, so you'll hear me talk a lot about the Dukes as we go out throughout this fall and talk about football and other fun things on the uh, radio show. Additionally, I went to George Washington University and got a master's in leadership and an executive coaching degree from Georgetown University. The most important thing to me, though, is I'm married to Beth for over 20 years. We have four kids, two girls that are 17 and 15, and two boys that are 12 and 10. In my spare time, I love to run, play sports, and you know, be able to do anything that's sort of outdoor and hanging out together. So today, it'll be mostly me talking and giving you an overview of the tool. In future episodes, here's what to expect. We'll be having authors like Scott Eblen, and Marissa Keegan, they're going to come and share best practices with you, be able to give you some tips and tools. The way we look at this is you are so busy each and every week. We want to be able to provide you a space to pause, to get a few tips, and to learn a few things. So Scott and Marissa will be coming up in the October timeframe to be able to share lessons from their clients as well as from their books. Additionally, 
The two leaders that I've worked with, John Higmeyer and Amy Ingram, both CEOs of companies very successful, will be coming on to share best practices that they've done and be able to share with you what they see from their leadership perch. What made them successful? How did they grow, develop themselves? And ultimately, how did they lead their company? Next, we'll bring in some consultants that work with many teams. So folks like Jennifer Owen O'Quill and Lee Hubert, who I work with at Voltage, will be coming in and sharing best practices and give you tips, tools, and understanding about what they're seeing in the workplace so that you can know what's happening outside your four walls and apply some best practices. Sound good? Well, let's get started. Let's start talking about you and your leadership journey. When are you at your best? What obstacles get in your way? Who helps you stay focused? And who helps you stay accountable? Tim Galway wrote in the inner game of tennis, this formula, performance equals potential minus interference. Let me repeat that. Performance equals potential minus interference. So what is your interference? Really think about that. For me, I know that sometimes it's organizational skills. I also have an inability to say no at times. I'm sure none of you have ever had that happen, but I know that my clients sometimes struggle with a little too much work, maybe saying yes to a few too many meetings and feel like they can do it all. We all like to put on that Superman's cape and feel like we're the ones jumping from the top of the building and rescuing things. But ultimately, that can cause challenges. So, what I'm curious about is what are you going to do about the interference? First, identify it. So, it could be, for you, maybe it's time management. Maybe you don't know how to say no to things, or maybe you're so scheduled. I was with a client yesterday that literally was invited to 51 meetings this week. Can you believe that? 51 meetings. He had said yes to 38. Can you imagine starting your week knowing that you'll be in 38 hours worth of meetings? Already by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, he'd been invited to two more. So up that total, 53 meetings and 40 acceptances. How in the world do you get real work done? That can be one of your interferences. Another could be arrogance. Are you willing to take feedback? Do you feel like you have to be the smartest person in the room? Maybe it's conflict. I've got several leaders that struggle. They want to be the great guy or the great woman that's in charge, but not necessarily deal with the conflict. They just want the leadership perch but not that chance to really lead and handle the conflict. Furthermore, it's confidence for some of the folks I work with, that ability to just know that you're good at what you do and to be able to lead confidently. How about accepting feedback? Feedback is a gift. It's just not one that's easily received. Again, feedback is a gift, just not one easily received. If that sounds like an interesting topic to you, I encourage you to go to voltageleadership.com and look at our blog, I wrote a blog about accepting feedback a few weeks ago, and that may be able to help you, and that could knock down your interference. So why even do this show? Well, first off, I want to make sure that I'm getting the chance to work with leaders all the time and be able to put ideas out there in the universe. The idea first came to me a few months ago when I had the chance to to work with my executive producer, Winston Price. So shout out to Winston. Great job getting us ready and getting us here to day one. But the real reason for doing it was I wanted to work with the leaders that are out there that are so busy and they're not able to really stop, pause, and do the job that they want to do. So the title, Voltcast, is a combination of two words. Voltage, which if you know me, is a lot of times a description of me. I am full of energy and excitement and joy and I want people to do their best work day in and day out. 
So that's why we came up with the word voltage. Volt cast is a combination of voltage and cast. We cast our net wide to go find the best authors, the best books, the best things that are out there to be able to bring back to you. And so this Voltcast is a challenge for us to say, we're going to bring you cutting edge technology, cutting edge people, cutting edge ideas. You're too busy doing your day in and day out job. You just don't have time to go and read it. Not your fault. I know you want to do it. I know you want to read those books and be able to get to all that stuff. But by the time you finish work and go to a soccer game or you go out with a client to dinner, there just isn't enough time left in the day. So our team, what we try to do is things like this blogs and articles and maybe a podcast or hosting a radio show. So Volcast is trying to get you the best information out there. The illuminating leadership is we want to shine a path down that leadership path for you so that you can be successful. Again, a client that I worked with last week said, you know, these are great ideas, but I find it hard sometimes just to slow down and actually put them into play. I said, perfect. That's why we're here. We want to be able to coach you, work with you, and be able to put things into place. So, as you listen to this Voltcast, Illuminating Leadership, what we hope to do for you is give you some tips, tools, and resources to be able to do your best work. So let's get started with probably my favorite resource. It's an assessment called DISC. Again, it's a leadership assessment called DISC. It's been around since 1928. We use it with most of our clients to really from the get-go. And the reason for doing that, we have a sense that we're really good at communicating. I'm sure I'm being tested right now. I'm sure there'll be plenty of feedback what I can do better. And by the second, third, or fourth radio show, I'm going to be even better at this. That's part of the communication. Another part of it, though, is we've got to lead others. And how well do they hear our message? How well do they understand what we're trying to do? And then trying to figure out what are they trying to do? That's one of the challenges. So we give the DISC assessment to our leaders that we work with right from the get-go so that we have a sense for what's their preferred communication style. It does not measure your intelligence. Some people get so nervous about these that they're worried that they will not be able to handle the feedback from this. That's not our goal. This is really about saying this is your preferred communication style. This is how you go about Communicating with others, these are the behaviors that you show. Again, this doesn't measure your intelligence. This doesn't measure your experience. It doesn't measure your skills. It measures the behaviors that you show to the workplace. It measures the behaviors that you show to people at your home. So again, it's called DISC. Been around since 1928. William Morrison is the one that created it. William is the one that uh, created the Wonder Woman character and also helped create the lie detector test. So quite the, the background on this, this gentleman. So how do you go about learning it and using it? Well, we'd be happy to find you an assessment. You can also look online and find it. But basically, it is an assessment that we use to help teams figure out how they're working best together, how people on the team work together, as well as the ability to know your own style and communicate with other people. The important part of it is it is not a label. It's a chance for you to be able to know your style learn other styles, and be able to match your style to their style. We call that flexing. So as you're learning about yourself, we'll be able to, in the next section, be able to really talk about each and every style. What I'd want you to be thinking about is, what are your communication breakdowns? Who is it hard for you to communicate with? 
Are there specific people that are challenging? Is it the level that they're at? Or is it possibly just the style that they've got? I will tell you that early in my career, one of the hardest styles for me is someone that was really direct. They could come right at you and give you that feedback and push and challenge you. That intimidated me a little. Early on, it was also hard for me to give feedback to people like that, to be able to help them know how to get their job better. For me, it was my own challenge. I like to be liked. I want people to enjoy working with me. And I was afraid that if I gave them direct feedback, that that might make our relationship hard. And so later on, I'll be able to help you understand that style. But be thinking about who's hard for you to communicate with. Another one that I see often when I give a speech, there's a style that likes to be sort of stoic and quiet out in the audience. What they're doing is that they're processing, they're taking on the information. And someone like me, I see that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to get bigger in my personality. I want them to enjoy this presentation. But that's exactly the wrong strategy. What I need to do is slow down, connect with them, be able to understand what they're looking for, maybe give some of the hows and whys. By doing that, they start to understand what the message is I'm trying to get across. But the longer I stayed with my style and not understand their style, oh boy, the communication breakdowns just really kept going on and on. And that is just no fun. Finally, it can be about the level in the organization. Lots of times it can be a boss to subordinate, or maybe it's a peer-to-peer relationship. The challenge with that, though, is the ability to say, we've got to communicate. That's how we build trust in our organizations. So when we build trust, we're able to have the right type of relationships. So this tool is a great start. When we come back from break, what we're going to do is we're going to walk through each and every of the four styles, the D, the I, the S, and the C. Again, the D, the I, the S, and the C. So in just a moment, we'll be taking a break. It'll be time for us to catch up, hear sort of other programs that are here, and learn more about what we're trying to do. So we'll see you on the other side of two minutes when we discuss ways to deal with communication challenges. See you in two. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tired of wasting time and spending marketing money with little results? Are you looking for more leads, clients, and revenue in your business with predictable results? Tune in to Mojo My Business with the team behind Mojo Global, Ira Rosen, and Corey Michael Sanchez. Our program will showcase proven expert solutions that have helped countless businesses outsell the competition and gain massive market share. Mojo My Business can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I'm glad you are with me today. Whether you're listening to this live, later this week, or maybe even two years from now, I'm so glad you joined us. Before the break, we were discussing causes for interference. What keeps us from reaching our full performance? Keeps us from our full potential. What we're trying to do is have our potential match our ability to perform. And one of the biggest causes of interference that I see with my clients is around communication breakdowns. So we're going to jump right into this DISC assessment that we were talking about on the other side of the break. Again, there are four main styles. The first is a driver. Think dead red. This is fast-paced, task-oriented. They love change. They love to influence people. They love to do things fast-paced and get a lot of stuff done. Goal-setting. They love to change. Be brilliant. They want to conquer the world. The gift that they bring to the organization is their ability to challenge the status quo, to be able to say, there's something that needs to get done. Let's go get it. As far as thinking of D's in our workplace, you think of really the folks that are, it doesn't matter that you're a leader. Each child can be a leader. But these are the types of people that I want you to be thinking about. Michael Jordan. He just took the game over. He says, give me the ball and get out of the way. I've got it. In our election campaign, we've got Hillary and Donald Trump. Both are drivers. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Let me show you what I'm going to do. Hey, you know what? I don't like what you're doing. Here's a different way. Let me give you some feedback. Let me confront you and be comfortable in that confrontation. What they're wanting to get done is answering the question, what? What needs to get done? And get the heck out of the way. Let me go do it. They want to be fiercely independent, set big goals, and go accomplish it. They're fantastic for our workplace because they challenge the status quo and help move things forward. For me, as I talked about earlier in the program, that was a challenge. This These folks intimidated me a little in my first part of my career, in my early 20s. I love, love, love working with drivers now, though, because here's what they want to do. They want to get better. Sure, giving them feedback sometimes can be a challenge, but you know what? Once you give them the feedback, they're going to go try to do it and get better. So let's move to the next style. Influence. These are the who's. They want to know who's going to be involved. They're people-oriented. They're also fast-paced. They're big thinkers. They're not so much into the details. They're more the creative types. They're going to be the best at taking a big group of people, getting them all together, and being able to make sure the best ideas come to the table. For them, you want to include them in things like brainstorming, ideation, mediation, anything that needs creativity. We were recently trying to develop a new program for Voltage. And so one of the things that we did was we brought several thought leaders in and just threw them into the room and their ideas were just amazing. You could just see it happening. The question that they, that an influencer wants answered is, who's going to be involved? Again, they want to know the set of who's and then they'll come and play. Now, the downside for an influencer is that they're sometimes a little bit more long-winded. They also want to be liked, so it's harder for them to be more specific in their feedback. They tend to be a bit vague and a little light on the details. I could probably laugh here and, and really enjoy the segment because if 
folks on my team were on board, they'd be poking fun at me right now because I am a strong influencer. And my attention to detail is sometimes my uh, greatest weakness. So what I know is that the next group, supporters, are my best friend. So literally in this case, my wife, Beth, is an incredible supporter, and she's fantastic. Supporters are amazing. We hired our office manager, Debbie, because she was a supporter. What they're good at is being able to understand how things get done. They are people-oriented, but they're like they're people in ones and twos. They like to be able to go a little slower-paced. They do that thing called listening that's really, really important. Drivers and influencers tend to talk more, tend to sort of direct or say, you know, let's, let's get all these people together. A supporter is better going behind the scenes and asking questions like how. How are we going to get things done? They're practical, good project managers. They want to help the situation. They're really good at elaboration and planning. They get all the details done. They're really good in the one-on-one and maybe one-on-two situations. They're not going to be so great in the team meeting about putting the ideas out there. So for a supporter, you're going to have to invite them in and figure out ways to get them involved. As far as some people to think about, people like Laura Bush, Sister Teresa, maybe even Jimmy Carter. You know, I think of supporters as folks that are really the backbone of the organization, but they don't need all the press. They just want to do their job quietly behind the scenes. So they're incredibly great. The challenge can be, though, is that sometimes they look at maybe a driver and influencer and can't speak the same language and don't quite know how to work best together. So we'll talk about some ways to connect the dots on these. The final group is a calculator. The calculator, they're the C. Their question that they want answered is why. Why in the world am I going to do this? Because they've got a good process. So think of them as the technical experts, the ones that if you need something really hard done and it's technical in nature, give it to a calculator. Because what they're going to do, they are going to look and say, I'm going to read the whole manual. I'm going to figure this out. By profession, they're pretty easy. Think of architects, engineers, CPAs, computer programmers, maybe the lawyer that is heads down like a real estate lawyer, a tax lawyer, that's putting their head down and doing the work. Scientist. So again, strong technical expertise. Good at assessing risk. They have the right answer. Now, the struggle for them at times can be some analysis paralysis. They get so hung up in the really technical information that they forget to come out and that there's a timeline that's associated with work that needs to get done. So when working with a calculator, one of the things that you'll have to understand is they're going to try to get the perfect answer. You may have to tell them, we need an 80% solution here. And they're not going to really like that. But you know what? To help stay in an organization, they'll understand it. But you've got to set some boundaries and guidelines. As far as characters, since we're right at the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, Spock would have been a great calculator. Others include uh, Sheldon Cooper on the Big Bang thing Theory, Al Gore, even President Obama. If you really think about the way he builds his cases, he's got influence, he knows how to give a good speech, but he builds a meticulous case as he's trying to convince the country. You can be a president from any one of those. Influencers had Bill Clinton and people like Oprah Winfrey, and so, really, all styles can be a leader. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs tend to be often a driver or a calculator. And the reason for that is a lot of entrepreneurs come from a technical background. They had this really great software idea or new app that they want to develop. And so, what they've done is they thought about, okay, how can I come up with a perfect solution? That's the calculating. 
but you have to have enough drive to be able to get this into the workplace, to be able to survive. So as you think about the people that you're having the biggest struggle with, what do you think their style is? What do you think your preferred style is? I'll let you know that my preferred style is, again, an influencer. My backup style is a driver. Many of us are going to have two styles and not just one. I'm playing to the sort of the extremes on this to have some fun. So let's have some fun with this. So the first time that uh, I went and introduced Beth to a bunch of my friends, we're at uh, this event and there's about 5,000 people there. And so just imagine, it is just crazy. It's a James Madison University event. It's a big band. Everything's playing. It is crazy. For someone like myself, a strong extrovert, a strong I, this is my scene. These are all kind of people that I can have relatively quick interactions with, but I get to get lots of information, lots of feedback from lots of people and hang out. Now you got Beth that's more of a supporter calculator, a little slower paced, a little more loyal, wants to stay sort of by your side and have deeper conversations. So I introduced her to my friend Ken Headley. Ken comes up, we can do a little fist bump, have a conversation, and we go through all the normal things. Hey, Jamie, sports, how's life, how's your work? And we're in and out in about two minutes. When he leaves, Beth goes, how can he be one of your best friends? That's your 14th best friend. That's just not possible. To a supporter, one or two really deep friends are what they're used to. To an influencer, the whole world is just a friend waiting to happen. So in your workplace, if you've got something that's not going quite right and you need it fixed, work with an influencer. They can get the right set of people involved, get them excited, and be able to have a great conversation. Now, when you're working with the driver, let's go back to them for just a minute. These are the ones that you want to stay on task. So if you're one of the other three styles, know that a driver is confident in conflict. To them, it's just a good conversation. To the rest of us, we think, have we done something wrong? Or should I have brought more data to, to the situation? To a driver, this is just a task that needs to get done. They're just stating what needs to be done, and you're just the two o'clock meeting. So when working with a driver, the best way to think about this is if you see someone that is task-oriented, wants to get a lot done, then follow their lead. Be brief, be brilliant, and be gone. And so what I mean by that is don't stay and give a whole lot of details. Don't tell them how to do the job. Give them the information they need and then move on to the next thing. Now, when a driver and a supporter works together, it can be a beautiful marriage because the supporter wants to support the driver's goals and the driver needs someone that will listen and help slow them down and make sure that they thought through the various situations. It can be a great marriage. What you need to understand, though, is the ability to be able to connect and to be able to make sure that the driver slows down long enough for the supporter to ask two or three questions. On the other hand, the supporter can't ask 10 questions. So driver and supporter have to find a balance. So just know that we all have our own style, but we can be able to listen to each other, to learn, to follow their their ability to say what they want. So notice what you are and then try to flex to that other person. What I mean is I'm an influencer. I could stay and talk about all kinds of light things and be able to stay above sort of the fray and not get down in the process and do all the heavy lifting. Instead, if I'm going to a driver, I should probably have a pretty good agenda, maybe only try to get one or two things accomplished, flexing to their style. Now, if I'm working with a calculator, I know that they're going to want data and facts. 
So I probably shouldn't go to them first thing in the morning and rearrange their whole day and say, woohoo, Jeff Smith here, watch out. I've got seven things for you to do. The calculators are going to say, oh, good Lord, what are you doing messing my whole day up? That happens often. Instead, letting a calculator know, hey, you know what? I want to be able to have some time with you. Can you swing by when you've settled in and let's talk about what my needs are? And then be able to explain in some detail, not with tons of emotion, not with all waving my hands and lots of grandiose ideas, but actually connecting live one-on-one with each other, not just via text, actually sharing with each other. Finally, getting that supporter. They're going to want to be able to be low-key, maybe not always be the center of attention. You have to invite them into the conversation and making sure that you can be able to slow down and give them time to think. Don't put them on the spot. If you put them on the spot, you're going to shut a supporter down. So what we'll cover in the, in the rest of the show are some ways to use this with your team. The ability to slow down, use each style, connect. So if you don't understand it fully yet, don't worry. More to come. But right now, it's time for us to go to a break. So when we come back from break, we'll be able to talk about ways to apply this to your, to help your performance and help you in teams. See you in two minutes after the break. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea. To Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. And I hope you've been enjoying learning about the communication tool called DISC. So uh, during the break, we had a caller call in. Uh, Lee Hubert is from Voltage Leadership. He will be actually on our show in two weeks talking about culture. And he was listening and decided he would give us a call in. So Lee, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Thanks. Great to be here. 
Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. You're, you'll be the very first caller we have, but not the last. So looking forward to it. Lee and I go way back. We've actually um, uh, worked together at Carilion Clinic, a health system, and uh, this is the third time we've had the ability to work together. Lee is an outstanding facilitator, coach, and really great at helping leaders kind of get out of their own way and be the best possible they can be. So, Lee, I'm so excited to have you here. One of the things I'm curious about, Lee, is, you know, you've been hearing us talking about DISC. Where have you used DISC in your own sort of practice and with teams? That's an excellent question. Uh, DISC is one of my favorite tools, as you know, and there's two or three key areas where I find it really, really beneficial. The first one is with teams. When you seek to have a team dynamic that works uh, and DISC helps you understand who you're working with and for, it just goes with the territory. It helps to unlock uh, communication meaningful communication, which in turn unlocks uh, engagement and productivity and support success. For example, you were just talking about a supporter, person who likes to be steady, uh, may struggle a little bit in the presence of a driver or an influencer. Well, the same dynamic is very much alive and well on teams. And also in leadership structure, if I'm a high as person, a high supporter, and I report uh, to my boss, who is a high D driver or influencer, or even calculator for that matter, I'm going to use that knowledge to approach each person differently, and, and the results are good. It helps you manage up. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, I think uh, one of the things I've seen for us even, so both Lee and I are high influencers. At times, I know that Jeff Smith will be very vague in instructions. And so you do a great job of sort of saying, Jeff, now help me slow down there. Like, when do you need this by? You know, what do you want? You know, so what do you see sort of maybe in that manager-employee relationship? You know, how do, how do you see DISC being used in that, uh, again, manager-employee relationship? I think it's, it's imperative that anybody managing up to their boss understand the benefits of DISC. And once you grasp it, you apply it. It's a tool in your toolbox. For example, I was in one scenario where working with a a client where we had a leader uh, of an organization who was very high C and very high D. That meant they liked to drive on data. As you know, they had a great math coprocessor. They liked to get down into the nitty-gritty, and they would drive on it, and they would tell you, right? So there's a lot of people in leadership with that profile. Person that was in the organization as a subordinate was very high I, and I can see your head nodding. As you can imagine, the I is going to want to tell you about it. They're influencers. That's how they're wired. That's their gift. And this person who was the DC wanted, didn't want to talk about, you know, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your cat, your dog. They wanted to talk about facts, and they wanted to drive on those facts. So this, in this circumstance, the individual learned pretty quickly with the help of DISC, A, to understand the, the boss's uh, communication style, their behaviors and their motivators, and B, how to adapt themselves so when they got into that leader's presence, they were locked and loaded. They were ready, and they successfully managed up. Yeah, that's great, Lee. Hey, one more for you. You know, so we're talking a lot about flexing to our leader style. What about the leader? Do they ever need to flex to maybe the communication preferences of the direct reports, or is it always expected the direct reports should flex to the leader style? 
Well, the leader should only seek to understand those employees that they want to be productive and stay on their team. If they, so if, everyone. <laughs> if they choose not to do that, you know, it's kind of like brushing your teeth, right? Only brush the ones you want to keep. So if, if the leader is ignoring people at that level, I, I would even question the definition of leadership. It, it's, it stands to reason. You can engage with people, and you use that word engagement. What does it feel like to be engaged with leadership? Well, to me, it means you know things about each other. It's not just lip service. It's not you pretend to lead, will pretend to follow. It means I'm engaged with you. And you know things about each other, and it unlocks discretionary effort. I'll do what I need to do for the leader who's ignoring me to keep my job. I will do what's necessary for the leader who I believe has my back and wants me to succeed, is interested in my development. Oh, that's great stuff, Lee. Hey, before I let you drop off, you know, I know we're going to have you in a couple weeks here about changing the culture, changing the game, the ability to sort of say, how do we get that engaged culture? You know, what should we expect when we hear from you in a couple weeks? Great question. Thank you for teeing it up. Uh, Changing the culture, changing the game is paramount. As you know, in that model, it's driven by experiences. And just as you are linking DISC to it, we will do also. What a person experiences in a reporting relationship, colleague, spouse, marriage, whatever relationship, drives their beliefs. And those beliefs they, they espouse will be shared by other people in their culture or their family, their work family. That, in turn, will drive their actions. And if people are fully engaged and their beliefs are congruent and lined up with the leadership's philosophy, that, in turn, drives results at the top. So what they experience forms beliefs, uh, drives uh, actions, which in turn determines their results. So we'll get into a fairly deep dive on that in a couple of weeks. Hey, thanks for calling in, Lee. You're my first listener caller, and I really appreciate it. So look forward Excellent. to talking to you in a couple of weeks. Take care, Sounds Lee. Sounds great. Great job, Jeff. Good, good, good talking with you, and you sounded wonderful. All right. Thanks, Lee. All right, so let's continue this uh, conversation here about how do you take this tool and apply it? So one of the things that we're really dealing with was that interference of communication. And so why is communication so important? Well, it leads to building trust. Next week, we'll be continuing that some with Jennifer Owen O'Quill about how do you build trust in relationships? But the critical part is that we have to communicate well effectively to build trust, to ultimately then lead that to building the culture. And so when we're building trust, with each other, it starts in that communication. So know your preferred communication style. So if I'm a driver, I might come across as fast paced and I might struggle to listen. So slow it down a bit and be able to really connect. If you're an influencer, know that you've got big ideas and that you like to put a lot out there and you use a lot of words and maybe 60 words could have been done in three. So slow it down and make sure that people can understand what are the two or three things you care about. For a supporter, we don't always know exactly what you care about and what you're emotional about. So show us what you're doing and what you care about and put your voice in the room. Finally, for the calculator, we know that you're fantastic, that you wanna be back at your desk, solving the next problem, getting the process really nailed down. What we need from you is understanding what data and facts do you need to solve the challenge that you're faced with. So for us to understand that, we're trying to have all motivated, engaged employees in our workplace. 
So some ideas to think about. We need to have clear expectations. If I'm trying to be the best I can be, you're communicating with me and we're starting to get to know each other. But we have to go pretty far down in what we call the motivate and engage pyramid. So start to ask questions like, what are your expectations for the job? Have you clearly laid that out for the people that you work with? For the folks that are more the supporter of the calculator, the more detailed and more specific, the better. For the driver and the influencers that reported to you, they're going to be maybe more comfortable with, hey, here's generally what I want you to go do. And if you prescribe too much, that's probably going to bump up against their um, ability to connect their, excuse me, their ability to have um, independence and be able to do the job the way they'd like to do it. So don't overprescribe. But making sure that each person, no matter their style, has the tools, they have goals, and they understand the expectations. Additionally, making sure that they know what they do matters and that it has a consequence around here. So if we do that well, the next thing that should happen is we should do some recognition. For some styles, that's easier than others. Influencers, you're pretty good at recognition. Drivers, you tend to do good at being able to help people know if they hit a goal, but sometimes you miss out on that, hey, each and every day, someone's doing a good job. You might want to slow down and recognize that. Supporters do better behind the scenes, kind of one-on-one. And then the calculators, they're more likely to be critical. And when you've done a great job, they'll recognize it. But for a calculator, you might want to say, a good job is also worthy of recognition. Just to give you an understanding, it should probably be about five positive recognition for every negative comment. Again, five quality positive comments for every negative. Next, are we letting people know how they are doing within the workplace? Is their job really recognized? Do you give them a chance to contribute? Do you give them the chance to own a project? The more that you can do that, especially maybe for a driver, an influencer, giving them big space for a supporter calculator, still giving them the ability to run something, but giving them some boundaries, but let them have some influence, some ownership, and the ability to say how they're going to do it. Now I'm ready for the feedback. I'm ready to grow and develop with you. So if you've met my needs along the way, some clear expectations, some praise. So again, recognize that supporters and calculators probably want the praise in private, one-on-one, or handwritten. Drivers, influencers, probably okay with recognition and praise in public. Then give me the ability to own something. Give me lots of room if I'm a calculator. Give me specific details. If I'm an influencer, give me the right people. If I'm a driver, give me the goal and get out of the way. But ultimately... Make sure that each and every person, that their style, that you recognize it and you try to flex to it so that they can do their best or at least create an environment where they're able to be the best that they can be. By doing that, you will end up with a motivated, engaged workplace that Lee talked about on the other side. And by doing that, you will have a workplace that is really starting to hum and you will be able to reach your full potential. So great communication skills, will lead to beaching, try that again, great communication skills will lead people to be able to reach their full potential and ultimately hit top level performance. So it's time for another break. When we come back, we'll do a wrap up, give you a few tips and tools to take away. So we'll see you in two minutes after the break. Stay 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com in the spirit of have couch will travel dr carol lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it but now there's an answer the best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I hope you've enjoyed this first show. It has been great for me, and I'm looking forward to the weeks ahead. Before we go today, though, let's nail down a few practical tips. I want you to be able to really walk that path. And so the goal each and every week will be to help you illuminate the path for you. And so we know that you're busy. We know that how hard you work. And I'm just so in awe of the leaders we get to work with. You're amazing. You do incredible work. And it's such a privilege and honor to get to work with you. So let's go back to the beginning. Performance equals potential minus interference. Performance equals potential minus interference. Again, Tim Galway first came up with that in the inner game of tennis. And so what we try to do is identify our interference. Let's not forget our strengths. So make sure you live those, keep breathing those. But is there an interference that gets in your way? So this week, think about your interference. If there is interference, identify it. Go find somebody. Get some feedback about what your interference is. If it's your inability to handle conflict, start to learn about conflict. And I promise you, in a few weeks, we'll be talking about conflict and how to deal with that. If it's time management, stay tuned. In probably four to six weeks, we're going to hit that topic. What I want you to do, though, is identify your interference that is keeping you from reaching your full potential. Today, the interference we took on was communication. And how do you communicate with all those different varieties of people that are in your workplace? So let's just go through those really quickly. For a driver, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. 
What they're looking for is you to answer the question, what? What needs to get done? And understand that they can handle conflict. So if you need a status quo change, you want someone to lead change, go find a driver, ask them great questions, and let them do their job. Let's say it's an influencer. So that's that person that's a fast talker, maybe like myself. Someone's big on ideas. They want to know what the who is. Who needs to be involved? If you need creativity, you need to bring in all ideas, you need a survey done, use an influencer. If you're working with an influencer, make sure you help nail down the goals. Write down a few things that you expect them to do and then follow up with them. They will do great work for you. And quite honestly, it can be a lot of fun. How about for that supporter? So those are the folks, they're the biggest part of our workplace. They're over 40 some percent of our workplace. Influencers second most in the 30s but supporters are the biggest. They're a little slower paced. It's not that they don't want change, but they're slower to change. So how do you work with them? Let them ask a few questions. You give them a few specifics and invite them to contribute. Again, don't put them on the spot though. They're gonna want a chance to think about what they're gonna say. They're the ones that actually, when we say go back and think about it, they will actually come back and think and bring back a really great idea. Again, invite them in. So if, if there's a meeting coming up, let them know you're going to put them on the agenda. Probably not first. Maybe put them second or third on the agenda so they have a chance to warm up to the room and be successful. Finally, let's talk about the calculators. They're the ones that want to know the question why. They're great at process. They're really fantastic at nailing down technical information and being able to get it done for you. So if you need to consider the risk of a situation, if you need to put a really strong step-by-step -step process in place, look to your calculators. So how do we actually use this tool? Well, first and foremost, you have to decide if you're going to flex your style or not. You're the leader, and so lots of times people are going to flex to you. Understand that. It's important to, that they know that you're the leader, but it's also okay for you to flex your style. So when I'm working with a driver and they're my client, I'm probably going to come in and ask them, hey, what's the desired outcome today? And let's just jump right into it. I'd love to talk about Henry and Philip and Caroline, Olivia, my four kids, but they really want to get to business. At the end of a session or end of a meeting, then they might ask about the kids, but let's get to work first. I could serve my needs, but that's really not that beneficial. So if I'm the leader, often what I try to do is understand who's coming to me and I ask the question, hey, what's your desired outcome for our time together? Let me repeat that. What is your desired outcome for our time together? How can I best serve you? At the end of the time together, I will often ask, hey, if there's one thing that I could do better that will help you be better at your job, what is it? So if there's one thing that I can do better, what is it? Just by doing that will help them. I will also let them know what is my preferred communication style and I've got some do's and don'ts. So for me, I don't like people to be redundant. So I've been redundant some in this broadcast, but that's being intentional. I want to make sure that you've heard it. But if you were to be working with me on a regular basis, don't do that. For others, it's don't talk down. Don't be dictatorial. Don't prescribe solutions to me. And so I don't know what it is, but you should ask the people that you work with what's their preferred communication style, what are their do's and don'ts for communication, so that you can hit it. Next, really seek out that feedback. Don't just do it with your direct reports. Go to some of those peers that maybe you're struggling to connect with. Maybe you're not on the same page. By doing that, what you can then do is be able to 
say to them, hey, I'm really working on my communication. Can you give me some feedback? I like to go to someone that's a different style than me so I can see how my style is connecting with their style. So by sharing your do's and don'ts, seeking out the feedback, you're going to be able to get better and close that gap between what you're currently getting in performance and then hopefully get to that full potential. If I only had one thing for you to do this week, though, it'd be to go recognize somebody. We just don't do this well enough. Just by going out and recognizing somebody, you're going to be able to build some trust, which will be the theme that we pick up on for next week. And so go out and recognize five people this week. I challenge you to do it. It should really be five positive comments for every negative comment. So go practice that skill set this week. Because by doing that, you start to build some trust. And just think about who are you communicating with? Again, for a driver and an influencer, it can be in public. They would probably like the praise. They probably celebrate it. For an influencer or a calculator, I mean, excuse me, a calculator and a supporter, go behind the scenes. Maybe it's a one-on-one. Maybe it's a handwritten note. Maybe it's a nice email, but it can be done in your office saying, hey, I just really appreciate what you're doing. By doing that, you're going to be amazed at what you see from your folks and how motivated and engaged they will be. So it's been fantastic working with you today. I've loved hearing from you. I look forward to listeners calling in in the future. And so what to expect in the upcoming weeks? Well, next week, we're going to have Jennifer Owen O'Quill on our show. Jennifer is a leadership expert. She's the leadership director for Voltage Leadership. She will be coming to us to talk about the topic of conversational intelligence. So if you're interested in how do you build trust on teams, how do you build trust between teammates, How do you have breakdowns and how do you overcome breakdowns? Well, the next week is for you. We will be building on what we're doing with DISC. So now that we know our preferred communication style, what we're going to do is say, okay, now let's put that into the whole team and let's see how do we do this thing called conversational intelligence and be able to understand what do we do that helps build trust, what are our trust breakdowns, and then be able to say, what's our own style, and then We'll keep building and say, now, how do we influence our own culture in two weeks after that? So what I hope for you to gain is a few things from this, a few practical tips, a chance to slow down, to be able to digest what we're trying to accomplish, but most of all, to be able to learn and to be able to say, I know more about myself now. I know my communication style, and I'm going to go look and learn more about this. So I encourage you to take time this week And pause. I know you're busy. I know it's crazy. But this pause can come in a meeting. And just notice what's happening with the communication around you. And then be able to say, I see what's happening. Someone's driving towards results and they're not really listening. Or maybe that influencer needs to slow down and explain a few facts. Or maybe that calculator needed all their data here so they could be comfortable. Or it's the supporter. We need to hear the voice so that we're ready. Well, I really appreciate you coming and listening today. Thanks for being here for the first one. You can reach me at 540-798-1963 or email me at jeff at voltageleadership.com. Our website is www.voltageleadership.com or like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can also connect with us at LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership and follow me on Twitter at JMU Jeff. You've been listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Thanks again and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. 
Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.